0: Okay, so here's here's all you need to know. The Voyager enters Krenim's space. Ship pulls up. They have a chat. Guy goes, this area's in dispute. You should probably avoid this area. January goes, thanks, we will. And they go around. Nothing else happened.
1: So that's the intro. We're good now. I
0: mean, that's technically the episode. I'm not wrong. Also, ramming speed. She didn't say it, though, sadly. She did not say ramming speed.
2: Wait, so, what, so all I have to say is what? <laughs>
0: it's a lot more complicated than that. I'm just making fun of how it ended.
1: Basically, what I remember. Mm-hmm. Do you want an intro and then sh- sh- spit it out on the air? or?
0: Oh yeah, I was planning on keeping all this.
2: to space and we're friends with some other people what are they
1: called?
2: The Zol. The friends with the Zol. not as much the Kremlin and then the Kremlin <laughs> the Kremlins from the Kremlin we get thrown back in time because Red Foreman, the head of the Kremlin, would like to restore the former glory of his empire and um, he tries to he kidnaps Chakotay in Paris and tries to make friends and Chicote is kind of into it. <laughs> That's all. That's all I got. I was asleep for almost all I, of the I know, second I kept episode. You
0: you whined at me.
2: Yeah, I know, because you were. <laughs> now, that was the first episode. The second episode, you were nowhere near me, me and names. And she never tried to wake me she once. You threw a cat but... at you. Did you? I did throw the cat at you. Oh, is that why I looked black with me for a minute? Yes. yes. So, what a good boy. He let me go back to sleep. He did. He was the worst. He was a good cat. <laughs> So let's do the intro. So some Star Trek happened. Hello and welcome to A Star to Steer Her By. (laughs) I'm Caitlin and with me today are... Jake.
0: Chris.
1: And Ames.
2: And today, Caitlin pulled the trick that she hasn't done in a long time, which is she fell asleep. Many times. So many times. We tried. To be fair though, like, maybe it got good at the end, but I feel like the first episode was so fucking slow and boring that I'm not surprised that I fell asleep. Yeah, you're allowed to be wrong. Oh yeah, did you? You,
1: you... missed at least ninety percent of the episodes. Oh yeah, right.
2: Well then, uh why don't Chris? Why don't you tell me what's so good about this bullshit that I missed? <laughs> okay, so
0: an actual brief summary.
2: What are the episodes we're talking about that Caitlyn doesn't? seem oh, to the Oh, yeah, hell, the Year of Hell, Part One and Part Two. Woo! Yeah, from yeah. the Star Trek a Voyager story. Oh, and this is our
0: episode two seventy one.
2: Wow!
1: Hell yeah! Woo! Part How one. Did
0: I not say it last week?
1: You did. I no, mean, did you not? I oh, I, I don't know. know. You may Shit. not have. Fuck. Say it now.
3: Last week's episode is episode <laughs> 270.
1: Woo. <Whoa. laughs> Listen, you're giving me a lot of
2: shit for so-called sleeping through this episode, but uh, at least I... <laughs> Never mind. Nothing. <laughs> at least I didn't sleep on giving the number of last week's... Yeah. Anyway. So yes, you
0: heard my joke intro. Actual intro. The Voyager gets to Krenim slash Zal Space, and some weaselly little shit has been shooting at them without saying hello. Then he says hello and is like,
2: Run away! Fear us!
0: And Voyager's like, your weapons suck.
2: I believe Janeway said, I remember this, something along the lines of, you better have something more impressive in your torpedo tubes than that to mess with us. It was really close to that. She definitely made some, there was definitely torpedo tube. Brought up.
0: Yep. But then Red Foreman, ex- well, he explore a planet, he eradicates the surface of a planet somehow, and the ship gets bigger, and the wheezy little fucker is now a cocky little fucker and is all like, get out of our space. Uh, oh, they'd also met up with the Zal at that point, and their ambassador was wiped out and all that.
1: Oh, look at that guy. Yeah. He seemed nice. Uh,
0: so then the Voyager spends a good many months getting chased around by the Krenum and having the shit blown out of them, and yeah, you know, I'll admit, not a lot of. Things happen per se, but it's more a character study, you see. Watching the crew as they uh, deal with the situations, as they escalate and collapse in on themselves. Yes,
1: the character is also the ship getting fucking torn to hell. So
2: much. I remember some of that also. I remember them
1: losing, like, the entire
2: hull or something.
0: They lose a good chunk of deck
2: five.
1: Five, yeah. And the doc has to kill some men. He does. He does.
2: Two people, right? Mm -hmm. I remember that as well. He had to shut the door on them. Yep. Uh, I was hoping for Geordie rolls, you know, at the last second, but... can't really Jordy
0: roll through a door that closes like that. Um, you can Jordy roll into it as the door closes it in your face. Well, that's
2: what happened.
1: It oh, is. That's my new headcanon. That's head totally cannon. what those guys did.
0: Thump! Oh, And yeah, and then by part two, Voyager... That's the thing, they spend like most, if not all, of part one not even knowing their real enemy is Red Foreman. Anorax? I should probably... Anorax,
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah, Anarax. Anorax.
2: I only remember that because I was like, why does he sound like anorexia?
0: See, I, I, I it's true. I kind of thought it just sounded like, you know, some prescription that you get on like a YouTube ad. It wouldn't just be like, it'd be mean, one of those ones that's so vaguely worded that you're like, if I needed this, I'd probably know what it's for, but I have no idea what it's for since I don't.
2: And would Bulmanax not be a better name for him as he does seem to be binging and purging a whole lot of planets? Listeners,
0: wow. wow. you can't see the face I'm making, wow. but I disapprove. So, anywho, they realize who the real enemy is, and they kind of set out trying to d- deal with him. He has kidnapped Tom and pa- Tom and Paris, Tom and Chicote at this point, because he's like, "Oh shit, Voyager's an anomaly. is fucking up all my calculations."
2: But why? And, oh, I remember Chicote very helpfully suggesting that they blow up a. Uh... A comet. Yeah. And, it and he's like, out. LOL, that would ruin like 8,000 civilizations. Yeah. Dummy.
0: Yeah, which again, like I saw that come before it even happened. No wonder Chakotay failed temporal mechanics. Chakotay gets all chummy with him, is like, you know, I can convince him to stop destroying people and do something not harmful. Tom is like, yeah, you're an idiot. And befriends... Obrist. Obrist, who I referred to as uh, Anarax's Yacham. God, meanwhile, what else? The Voyager eventually just says, you know what? Most of the crew take... Uh, Escape, escape pods. pods, thank you. Jesus. Words escape me. I thought, Like a pod. 90, yeah. yeah. They take escape pods. We'll try to meet you later.
1: What happens to Tuvok?
0: Oh, yes. Tuvok went kablined because of a kaboom. So he's uh, having 709 sort of a system and walking around. And he's activating the tactile interface mode on the Elkar's display. Yeah, they make some allies because Tom gets information up to them with the help of Obrist. Obrist? Obrist. Obrist.
2: Mount Everest. And
0: there's a big old offensive. They kerplode Kirkwood Smith's ship, and it's like none of it ever happened.
1: Whoa! That's the full erasure.
0: Yep. yep, Reminded me
1: a lot of what's the TOS episode? Is it Tomorrow Is Yesterday with the fighter jet pilot that we accidentally like abduct? Yeah. He doesn't remember any of it. Put him back and to his put his body back inside his body, and it got very strange. Yeah. But also the same thing happened that Chakotay with the comet happened was like, oh yeah, yeah this guy is not going to make any fucking difference. Spock, you forgot to look into his lineage,
2: fool. Yeah,
0: which like you really think Spock would
1: have?
2: Spock of all people.
0: Oh, the Spock corrects himself. I think in that. Case.
2: I think he does. I liked the very meta discussion that uh was it Seven and Janeway were having about like the type of paradox they may have wandered into.
0: Oh yeah, what did she call it?
2: Oh, Causality. Yeah,
0: causality or causation paradox or something like that. Yeah, yeah,
2: so what I saw, I remember. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> but no, I guess it, it is actually much more of a character piece than you would expect, given the premise, in a way. It's really about how they deal with everything sort of slowly imploding around them, exploding disintegrating, not going well. Uh, I will say off the bat, though, what the fuck, you assholes? None of you heard the word Krenim and thought, hey, Kes told us about that. Yeah,
1: I was confused because I feel like the second that they enter Krenim space and the Krenim guy says, this is, I'm a Krenim. Krenim, Krenim, Krenim. We have time warheads. (sighs) That someone would be like, oh, right, we were told to avoid you at all costs. Hmm. Some things went really badly
0: for us. Well, maybe...
3: You know, so the first time we see them meeting the Krenum, they're they're little pissants. So maybe it didn't occur to them that, oh, these are a threat
0: and, you know.
1: But they seem that, to also have forgotten later when they're being attacked that the missiles that are being shot at them are temporal-based.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, oh, it's entirely possible that at some point, Red Foreman did something.
1: He wiped out the Ocampa. Son of a bitch!
0: <laughs> if not that, whatever event... I the war itself is what caused the event that... Oh, I've gone cross-eyed.
1: Actually, if he wiped out the Okamba, the voyager, the caretaker wouldn't have to exist and be taken the care of. The whole series would So have, then Voyager yeah. would never have been brought to the Delta Quadrant. I'm okay with all of
0: this. Look, <laughs> Red Foreman did something that caused that one specific episode to not happen.
3: <laughs> but, yeah. Well, it's also but even... But now it, that we hit the reset button at the end and the Krenum never were powerful... Then that episode really didn't happen, right? Because oh, that's interesting because they because Voyager never got attacked with a temporal torpedo, yeah.
1: Huh, Well, now and now I've truly gone cross eyed,
2: yeah. Well, how would this affect Kess, who is now no longer with us and somewhere else?
0: Yeah, well, that's the thing is like the only reason Kess went back in time in the first place was because she was exposed to that radiation, but she wasn't there for it. So this is a character piece. Don't think too hard about the time travel or you're gonna shit yourself.
1: Yeah. It's it's fascinating on the surface.
0: To to paraphrase uh Looper, we'd be sitting here all day making timelines with straws.
1: Looper's a good movie. It Why really straws?
0: Because they're in a diner when he says that.
1: Ah. That makes more sense. Yeah, when you talk about the character piece, like I think they do an excellent job throughout both uh, both episodes with the character Anorax, mm-hmm. because you think for a while like he's just destroying people because you know the Krynem are warlike or something, and they keep making themselves more and more warlike and control more things, and you start to actually see the complexity of his character and how he he doesn't like doing this stuff, but it's a means to an end and all this thing, and he likes to keep. I don't even call them trophies. I'd call them more like mementos of, of the peoples he kills and then noms on them because they're mostly food. I was yeah. going to say,
2: regardless, he's a serial killer. Yeah. See, I th- that's what's interesting oh, he about definitely it. definitely
1: is, is. is.
0: I think they kind of let you, they they let your perception of him shift sort of constantly because that's kind of what it is, right? It is Because the whole thing boils down to Paris and Chakotay at first are looking at him through different lenses. Yep. Cause I mean, as soon as he mentioned, like, oh, and was this particular place restored? And I was like, gee, I wonder if he wiped out his family at some point. <laughs> but then, like, you know, you, that's you know, it sort of depends, right? It's like it's a museum. No, it's trophies. No, no, it's a museum. And I think depending on how you're looking at it, you could see yeah. both He's also arguments. Also, absolutely insane. Oh, he is not. Yeah.
3: He thinks that time has it out for him. Yeah, which
1: it might though.
3: Who knows? Follow
1: me on this. <laughs> <laughs> But, um, which is why I think pairing him with Chicote most of the time is a very good idea, because Chicote is able to, like, you know, be the normal, compassionate guy who, you know, the first thing he does is try to understand the person he's talking yeah. to, and that's how we get to learn about Anorex and yeah. how, what his, his, uh, rationalities are. Well, I think
2: Chicote needs to build him a tub. That might fix all of his yes, problems. Please. And We'd... then... Because at first I was like, why is Chakotay, like hanging out with this dude?
0: But then you know, I was like, oh, it's because he thinks he can make him do it without being genocidal. Oh, Chicote, you sweet summer child.
1: I know, but he's there like doing his own little computations, being like, okay, what's the actual way to do this? Maybe I can just delete a rock
0: and not people.
1: But how
3: have they been tooling around for 200 years doing this and nobody's thought to mutiny yet? Like, that's what I don't understand.
0: I mean, the thing is, when Oberus does, he seems to be the only one. Yeah. Like, everyone else apparently thinks this is great still. Yeah, but how? how? I, I don't they know. Lo- they're
1: the ones that just love killing.
0: They do. Because, yeah, like, he mutinies, and then he's like, back to your post, and everyone else is like, yeah, okay. <laughs>
1: dinner's, at sp- dinner's at six, it's spaghetti night. we <laughs> out of meat. the last <laughs> <least>, spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> this spaghetti was made on a world that no longer exists.
1: So these people have been doing this for like 200 or so years. Mm -hmm. Are they like immune from time and they they haven't been aging? Okay. The
3: ship itself has a temporal shield. Got it. Yeah. Oh, that's kind of neat.
0: Yeah, they're effectively immortal.
1: I do like the ship. The ship is pretty cool. I know we've been talking ships a lot in our activities. (laughs) You do talk a lot (laughs) of ship, Ames. And we'll be talking about it eventually. But prepare for me in a couple of weeks to talk about how cool the Krennum ship is. The design
3: of the ship reminded me a little bit of Babylon 5.
1: Okay, I see it. It's
3: got like a big... Or Ooh. be better.
1: It's made kind of from front to back instead of, like, from saucer to other hull to yeah. other things.
0: Yeah, and it's, it's main purpose, you know, it's, it's most of its hull is a focusing piece for this crazy time weapon. Like, the ship is a weapon more than anything else, and that shows in the design.
1: But it's also pretty.
0: Yes, yes. As you had said about the jellyfish, we'd make a nice earring.
1: Ah. What And
3: what What a coinkidink. Yeah? That... Chicote, evidently weeks before this whole ordeal started was like i should make a gift for the captain i'll make her a a pocket watch
0: being fair it may-
2: replicate it you mean make yeah yeah oh okay okay
0: although you know it is him he may have replicated all the parts and hand assembled them
1: oh that'd be kind of cute it would
0: it does Makes sense insofar that, like, apparently it was modeled after some captain who everyone thought was dead but got his crew home
3: eventually. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, no the story yeah. was. He didn't good, give it, or but that, but the the that it about her that hard. The fact that it was a watch. Yeah, that's in a In an episode
0: <laughs> about. Uh, yeah, that, that's. Don't think about that too hard either.
1: Because where We're, was she going to keep it? They don't have pockets on their uniforms. Oh, well, yeah,
0: you know, she saw, she just dangles it from her belt. Apparently.
2: I bet Red Foreman wished that he had tried harder to get to the point in time when they didn't have that watch. Did the watch <laughs> factor in a lot? No. no, not no really. Really. Oh, damn. It was just a. Oh,
0: I do like or, uh, maybe
2: well, he'll keep it after they're dead maybe. well I know they don't die but if they, if he had
0: see that's what it should have been because Ames at one point when he goes only time can judge me and you said he's killed when a clock falls <laughs> on him <'Cause laughs> maybe what it, that's what it should have been is Janeway sets the ship to, to, to collide but she beams out at the last second and then just whips him with the watch <laughs> and he's like no not time Pff, ouch oh, she's, like, she and she's like no time is on my side
3: that's <laughs> a
4: good one too. <laughs> that is good. Uh, how how long
0: how long do you think Janeway had been spending figuring out what her big time pun death ride would be? What was it? What was it? I mean, it was like just like what? Times time, up. Times up. Yeah, no, that's right. I mean. uh,
2: then I hope it was spur of the moment, because if she put any time at all into that. Yeah, it's it's like in pretty upsetting.
1: Hot Fuzz, when when the character throws somebody in a freezer to kill and hurts him. Cool off. <laughs> I got a good one in. Oh,
0: but yeah, it's... I uh... used to meet you. Oh no! <laughs> oh, it's Gotham. Chill. <laughs> Look what
2: you've done. Yay, I'm proud. It's Batman again. That's fine, these are good ones though. True. Yeah, we, we did get
0: some of what Kess had described. We do get uh, Neelix in the yellow uniform. Oh, yep, yep. Tuvok isn't killed, but he is blinded.
1: Janeway, Janeway isn't killed, but she's burned a lot. Horribly. Well, if she would have died.
3: <laughs> yeah, but it is interesting that the, the torpedo that caused Kes's... Yeah. Time, Radiation? ...time sickness in this timeline, it was... Seven of nine. Yep. that encountered the the torpedo.
0: Yep, I meant to check. Was it the same uh, number? Because she mentions it's it's, its like
1: one point four seven. I want to say it's the same. I'm sure. If, I'm sure if it weren't, people on Memory Alpha would go. Off. Yeah, because yeah. then,
3: yeah. then it would be two different torpedoes. Yeah, which makes no sense.
2: Then they'd be all like, "Damn the torpedoes!" Eh. I don't
3: know. Yeah, Tuvok gets blinded. Apparently,
0: Vulcans use single edge, single I mean, blade razors. Why did not just
3: close his other eyelids? I know.
2: I
1: was thinking that he's got so many eyelids.
2: I was just gonna ask how his other eyelids were. They affected. were burned clear off. <laughs> the, uh,
0: you know, I somehow forgot about the extra eyelids. Whoa. Wow. You think Tim Ross had Apparently brought Apparently, the it up fucking and they were like, writers up, did Tim. too. Well,
3: maybe, maybe the I the, because they protected Spock against bright light.
0: Yeah, this was probably actual yeah, so fire. Yeah, that was probably actual. F- For all we know, those weren't his eyes in his head. Ooh, those were like marbles. glass or something because the real ones were just melted. Well, that's gross. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, I know Tim Russ was having a lot of trouble with, you know, doing the sightless acting. Hmm. Because you know, he says, "I'm so used to, especially as a Vulcan, because it's logical when someone's talk talks, you look at them and you make eye contact with them, and you can't do that when you've been blinded by fire." Well,
2: but you would still look in the same rough direction of that person, like yeah, but you might you can't not be able focus. to focus. Make... Yeah, yeah, that's, that's the tricky part.
1: Trying not to, to like look around, but not focus—it's tricky. Oh yeah, yeah,
2: no doubt. Well, I thought he was doing. I mean, I only saw a little bit. But from what I saw, he was doing a good job. Like, he literally had, like, obstacles in the way that Seven was moving out of the way for him. And I thought he was doing a good job of, like, not anticipating them. But who knows how many takes that took. I mean, but whatever. I thought it was, I thought he did did well. Yeah, I know he
0: did. He did a good job.
1: How did he get his sight back? They reset the timeline. Oh, yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and that's part of the thing. Like, I know they wanted there to be, like, some kind of lasting thing. What did I write in my notes? My notes are insane for these episodes. Oh, here we go. Braga and Minoski were stumped on how to end this one, but they decided that Anorex was Nemo from 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. I meant to watch it this week, but I didn't. And they wanted to move to go against doing the hard reset, but they just couldn't figure out how to make it a lasting thing that, you know, someone might remember, and it would still be tickling the back of their memory, like a yesterday's Enterprise kind of a thing. But they couldn't make it work, and I think finally Berman just says, just do the hard reset. It's easier. Guys, you're beating yourselves up. Just do it.
0: See, I just came up with it right the hell now. (gasps) Tell me. Some sort of backup memory core in Seven's brain that was somehow temporarily shielded.
1: Like Gaenon. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's right. Like, yeah, whenever you've got a, another species or a Borg tech thing, you can just go yeah, Borg tech.
4: Yeah.
0: I mean, it's fine though. We don't need because it. it's not like they ever fucking would have referenced it again. Well, anyway.
2: and also like they already allegedly, you know, they had had warnings about the Kremen and they just never. Yeah. Still didn't use that. So what's the point?
1: Yeah, and now they're like friend, or at least, or at least not vicious. Yeah,
3: yeah, they're
0: like somewhere in the middle. Yeah, it sounds like them and the Zal? Zal. Zal are probably still
1: bickering. Yeah,
0: but it's not what it used to be. Credit to that guy, uh, the... the Zal guy. Yeah, no, no, the the first Krenum guy oh, we okay, see. Oh, okay, yeah. Because he does play three distinct characters. <laughs> he plays angry like small dog. He plays <laughs> cocky fuckhead,
1: and then he plays kind of normal person. Okay, what kind of dog is each one?
0: Oh dear, I don't know if it's dogs. Um. You know, like a chihuahua. Yep. Um, uh, uh, let's say...
2: A big cocky dog? I don't know. Probably maybe like a, like a malamute. I don't know.
0: And then the third one's like, a, I don't know, a retriever of some
2: kind. Good. Retrievers are Default very Default dog. the uh, yellow lab, then.
1: Yeah, I think we would referred before how originally, A, this was supposed to be the... Uh, the season finale of season three before they realized, you know, casting change was going to fuck everything up. Let's push this to sweeps week. But then they also considered making this idea, this whole year of hell idea, a full season long arc. But the producers said, you know, we don't do arcs. You can have a two-parter. And Braga was like, four-parter? And the Mm two-parter, you get two. See? I don't know what'll work, does it? I feel like the hard reset would have felt like getting punched. Oh in yeah, I don't think the they
3: could have done the reset. No, they would had, had to have.
0: They
1: f- would have more time to come up with something, though. though. Yeah,
0: that's maybe true. But I just—that's the problem, right? Is like they haven't proven they could do a full season since they've been repeatedly prevented from doing sort of longer term storytelling. Mm-hmm. So, like on the one hand, you're like, man, that probably would have been cool, but then you're like, what did have, though? I mean, maybe they would have been, but we don't know, because they've only been doing basically episodic television up to this point.
1: Yeah, it's like how every so often, like, in the Dominion War and Deep Space Nine, you get a Dominion War episode, and you're just like, you're just like this is just exposition. Mm. Thanks, Dominion War.
0: Yeah. yeah.
3: Also, I, f- I feel like, you know, we haven't gotten here yet, obviously, but a-, a full season arc of this would have just been basically exactly the Zindi arc from Enterprise. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know, we just have like this big bad, and you're spending the whole
0: season building up to it. Yeah, I mean, again, could it have been good? Maybe, but we just don't have enough proof to say for sure.
1: You'd get that it's much more dead. of Red Foreman, though. True, and he's great.
0: He is. He does a really good job of being like mo- like most of his madness is very quiet. Mm-hmm. You know, he he doesn't really go full nut bar till the end when things are turning <laughs> against
3: him.
2: Full nut bar. Yeah,
3: this is his. Second or third appearance?
1: It depends on if this came before or after when he was in Deep Space Nine.
3: Right. Well, mm-hmm. we, yeah, that's true, because he was... So but he was, I want to say third. Yeah, I think you're probably right. He was also in Um Undiscovered Country. Yeah, He yeah, was yeah. as Mr. President.
0: As the Mole Man president.
2: Oh, he was the cat thing in five? No, six. Oh, oh, oh. But yeah,
0: he was the president of the Federation.
2: I don't remember what that thing is, unless that's what I'm... I guess
0: there's a big felinoidness to his face. I I, Felinoidness? Yeah, it's not a word, I think. Oh, good. Okay,
1: I was
0: going to say. I've always thought he's kind of mole-like only because of the little dark glasses he has to put on at one point. Mm. So I assume his species has trouble with bright lights, which makes me assume that he started as an underground race.
2: But how does he feel about big cities? Uh, He's not thrilled,
0: but he has to live in Paris because he's the president. Also, he's not above the law. That's true.
1: Speaking of, them. Speaking of the law, it's like how we liked him an awful lot in Robot Cop, mm. because he's as a villain, he's such a different and kind of unique, complex villain that you don't normally see the Weasley, like bespectacled guy, be the be the villain. Yeah, and it's really cool to see what he does with it, and it's really cool to see him in this as the kind of guy who's almost doing this for a good reason. Like, he does it originally because he wants to stop a war with his people and realizes he fucked it up because they needed those people to have survived a plague. Yep.
0: Yeah, and, and, like, he's definitely, you see this a lot in fiction, the sort of the villain convinced of their own moral correctness. (gasps) Like
1: Ducat, my fave.
0: But, again, he plays it very, like, quietly and subtly for most of it. You know, you can see how Chakotay would get su- could get sucked into thinking, I can reach the part of him that isn't nuts.
2: It's a real <laughs> Beauty in the Beast. But I can change him! Yeah,
0: yeah. If he was just immediately like, you know, Rah! and monologued, chicote would be like, Nope. Nope, nope.
1: Are you sure? Uh, let's uh, mutiny now. <laughs> yeah.
0: Speaking of, Chakotay's a liar. Uh,
1: <gasps> what when he, he said about? he didn't
0: like his plan to you know, break up the ship either, either in the first episode. It's like, Chakotay, your <laughs> first thought was, let's cut our losses, land somewhere, make a colony, I'll build so many
1: tubs! all of tubs.
2: All the tubs. It's
0: all the great, pl- it's the Chakotay, let's make tubs plan, it's the Janeway, let's blow the ship up plan, it's all of them. Everyone's and- happy. Yeah. You got janeway Wade.
3: <laughs>
0: so the very end of the
3: episode, we see that uh, evidently everything's been restored i'm guessing that we that scene that we see with him and his wife is 200 years in the past but
0: right that's
1: that's the question yeah i like that they leave it vague because i've heard different interpretations of that scene
3: but either way it sounds like despite all of his meticulous calculations he never considered that simply destroying his own ship yeah could restore everything back to what it was before he did all the bullshit. Well, yeah, yeah it
2: definitely would, wouldn't it? Make sure it
0: never happens.
1: See, here's the question, though, because what we see is when he goes out for a walk with his very pretty wife, un- unusually pretty wife, is he's designing the device on yeah. his little tablet. So does he do it again, and is he stuck in a loop? Oh. That's that's the the rationality I've seen people on the internet say, and I like it. I think,
3: I don't think he's stuck in a loop. I think he's, I think she's distracted him enough that he's going to not bother with it. That, the optimist approach. That was, that was Unusual the, from you. That was the change in the timeline that allowed his ship to you know, not
0: exist. He stands up, walks away with her. Captain What's-His-Name from Temporal, Starfleet temporal and Luxley. Oh,
1: Braxton. Braxton. Yeah, Captain yes. Braxton
0: beams in with yes. just a, a hatchet and smashes his little computer, <laughs> puts the pieces into a bag, stomps on the bag, puts that into a bigger bag, lights it on fire, sprays it down, puts the ashes in a bucket, closes the bucket and beams away.
3: No, no, no. He just steals the plans.
1: And does not himself. Yeah.
3: because uh, That's what, how Braxton gets the stuff. If you're a time cop, that's a
0: great No, time. wait. Wait. <gasps> Rasmussen beams in.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> steals no, the
0: plans and beams away.
1: My God. Yeah, I was thinking, would Braxton like this guy or hate this guy? But I think he'd love him.
0: Braxton is torn. On the one hand, it's a pain in the ass. On the other hand, hey, when people say, what do you do in Starfleet Temples, have Mostly deal with this fucker. A so keep funding
3: thing. us. I mean, the thing is, unless you have temporal shields, yeah. then you are... Not aware of changes that are happening. True. But
1: Braxton has temporal shields. Does
3: he? Does, do his temporal shields work the same way that the that, wagers uh, do? I'm
1: going to say yes. Because they're from the future.
3: Mm.
0: Something, something, temporal cold war. Something, something, Daniels. This um, episode
1: was nominated for an Emmy in visual effects. Specifically part two uh, for visual effects. I want to say I liked this, like the the visual of the scene of like some little ally ship plowing into Mm. the bridge of voyager looked good
0: yeah yeah i mean it's you know it's it's still clearly cg but for the time for television it's like yeah i'll give that one to you as far as the cg goes it was probably about as good as you could have gotten at that time
1: yeah they didn't have to create a creature or anything no which is always a mistake
0: and the increasingly fucked up voyager model looked good
1: yeah Yeah, that looked just fun. I think they just had a lot of fun with making that. And also fucking up the bridge, fucking up Janeway's quarters.
0: It's kind of like doing in microcosm some of of the stuff they had wanted to do over the course of years, you know? It was like, we would have torn out a floor and then had to patch it up somehow, and this and that. Yeah. Yeah, overall, like I, I didn't remember much about this, except that I knew we were getting a hard reset. And so I was like, ooh, is this gonna work? And I still was really into it. You know, it's like, in a way, it's a shame none of it happened technically in World. Like, these moments never occurred, but they're all acted really well. You know, it's a, in contrast to last week where I was like, knowing where the Raven was going kind of made it lose a lot of its uh, sort of momentum with this. It's, again, it's not really the point, it's just to watch these people have these scenes and these moments, you know, yeah, even yeah. when, you know, I know they're going to be fine in the long run, but the final scene, well, they think it's the final scene between Tuvok and Janeway is really lovely.
1: It is really good. I love that scene.
0: You know, it's like, he's, he's getting as emotional as a Vulcan can, can let himself get.
1: Yeah. Well, how, why do you keep personifying the ship and you mm. say, well, Tuvok, let me tell you.
0: It's just what we do. You know, she almost breaks down a little while hugging him. Really yeah. a great scene.
1: Yeah, it's a really good scene. How the
3: fuck does Seven of Nine know about First Contact?
0: No, it's just in the database. Yeah. Borg. No, 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 no.
3: She says that the Borg were present at those events. How yeah. does she know the Borg were present at those events? Oh,
0: why is it in the database? Um, why
3: would it be in the Borg database? Because it's not in Voyager's database. They don't know about that. Why
1: uh, wouldn't it be though? I'm confused. Because all those Borg, all those wiped Borg out. got
3: destroyed. Huh? Um. And they and they stopped the interplexing beacon before it could. Dis- unless unless like a couple of Borg survived somehow and woke up later and
0: actually uh fought. no you know what no i think that is exactly what happens i know i'm, a- I'm making a
3: i'm
0: making a reference. oh you're doing it again
1: but- are you referencing things we haven't seen yet Yeah, your son of a bitch jake is it enterprise <laughs> of
2: course saying. it's enterprise it's got to be enterprise
1: it's probably the same
2: episodes but i <laughs> time. but i, won't, but I do know
3: like i i could forgotten about that little little line that they drop in this episode. I wonder if, like, they were like, oh, we're going to fill a plot hole. Uh,
0: no, what he was referencing last week was this week.
2: No, 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 no. The last time he referenced Enterprise. Which was oh. early, earlier this episode.
0: Oh, no, no, that's a different thing.
2: It's, I was thinking of a different episode when he did that. It's been a long time since oh, I referenced stop. Enterprise. It's been a
1: long road since you... Yeah, uh, good, good point. Uh, that's what I
2: thought you were going to do. That's why I
1: said stop. Well, the
2: second the second line of the song is...
0: So, yeah.
1: Were they? Because I know this is the debut of Janeway with the short haircut. Mm. And because we watch these so quickly back to back, like, it looks like it gets longer throughout. And if it did, that's a good touch.
3: Well, it definitely gets less uh, <laughs> well. Yeah, I think that's
0: really what it, I think in the earlier scenes, it's just kind of like... more s- back? Well, it's, it's styled more. Like, there's kind of okay. some waves. And I think just logically she would be able to do that less. So it just kind of got slack. But it certainly gave the impression it was getting longer, which okay. maybe is why they did that in the first place. Like, all right, we're not going to have a bunch of wigs. We'll just have her have more product in the early scenes. And we'll put in some relaxant in For later. For all
1: I know, I just always expect everything to be a wig now, so.
0: That's fair. That is, that. yeah, that's a safe,
3: true. Safe bet, usually. Yeah. Um, I like the scene between her and the doctor where um, he relieves her of duty and yeah. she's like, what are you going to fucking do about it?
1: That's a good scene,
3: Complain if we ever get home. I'm going to put it in my log.
1: You're going to get court-martialed, she says. Good. That means
0: we've gotten home for me to be court-martialed.
1: You can't court-martial me, bitch. I quit. And the doctor is also pretty fascinating because, you know, as we see him shut the door on two crew members running for their lives to get out of the about-to-explode floor. Uh, And he times it down like three, two, one sorry, guys, slam. And he mentions, he brings it up later, which is, you know, a good touch to make sure, like, he's feeling something.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, it's us. <laughs> it's, it does. It's a position he shouldn't have to have been in. Probably not something he's technically programmed to have to deal with, because he's, again, supposed to be an emergency backup program.
1: Yeah. Imagine if he didn't have the mobile litter yet. Well, have fun in sick bay. bye! True. <laughs> sick bay gets blown into space.
0: <laughs> he never did shut down that that's different from Kess's version
1: did he not? I feel like there was a time when he was shut down but I could be misremembering something I could never go
0: because yeah she mentioned like there was a period where he was offline for like I think months in her right. version of it and if he was down it was for not that long certainly
3: maybe in Kess's version they didn't he didn't make it out of that deck in time and that damaged his uh, it, emitters or something maybe
0: but again like just so much of you know I mean, in her version, they got through it and didn't have a hard reset either. So I yeah, mean, it's just it's wildly different. Yeah,
3: but presumably they had to have rebuilt large chunks of the ship. Yes,
0: it does seem like things did not go well.
1: Yeah, I'll be curious. I'll be curious to see if the coming episodes are just a long su- couple of weeks of them slowly patching the ship. No, because no. it's a hard reset, so no, it's gone. It
0: yeah, never happened. Yeah, yeah. It never
1: happened. Damn, you you ruined your little model for not for for two episodes.
2: You R- broke your little. little... God damn it. <laughs> What's that from? First that? contact. Oh, from First Contact, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's her name says it to him, right? Uh, Lily. Yeah, that's it. She's Thanks. good. She is. She's great.
1: They also plan speaking of, of stuff the doctor would have had to do, instead of just uh Tuvok getting blinded by the, the, the explosion, they planned for him to have a have a leg lost.
0: I was gonna say as a joke they're gonna have him lose his legs because that thing last week Who on this show was so desperate to have people lose their legs.
1: When did this call up before
0: Last yeah. week where they were like they, the impetus for Raven was to have a scene with like legless seven of nine That's crawling right. towards That's the right. That's right, That's
1: right. Yeah, and they would have had to do like the, the Forrest Gump kind of tech where to make the, the leg the green screen leg or some shit. They couldn't have afforded that. No, exactly. They had to scale it back because it's not fucking I'm awesome. surprised
3: they didn't give him like like, scars on his face,
0: though. Like, he saw a Dermal Regenerator at that point. I guess
1: so. Oh, yeah, because g- by the time Janeway got on fire.
0: They should have had him missing, like, the tip of one of the ears, though. Something.
1: Like, <laughs> religion,
0: but, like, something to show, like, that there was really some major damage. The
1: eyebrows damage. burned off. <laughs> I can't tell what race you are by your eyebrows anymore. Because you're wearing a hat.
0: I <laughs> uh, like hats. I do like, though, that they have a tactical... Tactical tactile interface for their systems because in theory like yeah there's probably some species that don't have you know uh, sight you know, you know or even if they do have sight yeah that's true oh Yeah, like Hammer. or even if they do have sight maybe it's like nowhere near as complex you know maybe they only see very sort of vague shapes or something and, so
3: yeah and i'm also sure that there are you know conditions that result in being blind like, well yeah but you Jordan think' okay, but if
0: he was in the Alpha quadrant and they had full stuff they probably could have given him a visor or something
3: yeah equivalent it maybe it depends on like the type of damage
0: that's true
1: well, what if you just don't don't read the language that's being displayed because yes. you you're a different race but but you know a different uh, tactile kind of a yeah, thing I'm,
3: I'm imagining that the that the l cars will dynamically Kid jigger itself for any languages and stuff, but yeah, mm. but yeah, a tactile input definitely makes a lot of sense, yes, yeah. yeah, good for accessibility,
0: yeah,
3: it's not great for accessibility. All of the stairs on the bridge,
0: true, true. The uh, Enterprise D, much better with the ramps, mm-hmm. hmm. yeah. A lot, of, actually, a lot of the bridges, though, I you know the original Enterprise has like. Stairs. The pit and then the captain <laughs> the seat. Pit. Up on which I yeah, get it's the sixties, right? Everyone had those conversation pits. It was very groovy and hip. But yeah, you have the dip and then the captain's chair on the thing. Yeah.
1: The least accessible is Deep Space Nine.
0: Oh yeah, no, But that's the Cardassians. Like <laughs> I'm sure they're like the Spartans. If a if a child was born with any kind of like ailment, they just threw it off a cliff.
1: <laughs> Speaking Jesus. of was Rip Foreman's of throwing children off of cliffs? Uh, Cardassians. Sinus oh, okay.
0: Was was Red Foreman's window the view screen from DS Nine? It,
3: it, it looked very much. What does me right? I don't know if it was the view screen, but it definitely had a, a DS Nine
0: Cardassian window it, like yeah, slat.
3: I, I look. was trying to figure that out myself.
0: And I take there was nothing on memory Alpha. I
1: didn't. If there was, I didn't notice it. Okay, because
0: yeah, I was definitely like, is that?
1: Kind of window. Yeah, I kind of gloss over the. This is a thing that was used in this episode because That's it fair. gets very tedious. Oh, it's I Like, mean, I oh, don't... the art that you see on the wall in this episode was seen as an art on this episode. I'm like, I really don't give a shit. Yeah, and anyway, so, so of course, I think
3: the chair in his office looked very. It did, Kardashian, right?
0: Yeah. But it's familiar. Like, I feel like I'd seen it somewhere. I don't know if I thought. It. And also, his chair might have been. Like I said, I think it maybe was one of the side, like, Riker or Troy chairs from the Enterprise. His chair on
3: the bridge? On on the bridge. bridge. Yeah. yeah. Because it was
0: certainly the right shade of, like, dark maroon. And it had the little things at the end. So I think they might have taken an Enterprise E chair and modified it. Yeah,
3: but I think, like, his his office chair had, like, these big wings. Yeah, I felt like I'd seen seen that chair on Trek
0: before, too, but I couldn't remember where. But, uh, yeah,
3: no. I thought it was pretty cool. I yeah. thought this is a good episode. I like this one. It's good. I didn't like his
0: weird head nipple.
1: I wonder if they had, like, horns, but they have to trim them. I
0: like that idea. I would like to have actually seen that. a scene one of them is like... <laughs>
1: okay, I think
2: you see that in
0: one of the Hellboy movies. Huh. Like, he's actually, like, keeping his horns grounded down. Oh,
2: that's interesting. Well, Frankie sharpen their teeth. Why not? Mm-hmm. Mm. And Klingons too, when given the right tools. And little monsters continuously grow oh, their teeth. Howie Mandel, most rats do, don't they?
0: Well, someone's actually seen that movie. Who knew?
3: What movie? How bad is it?
0: It's always looked very bad.
3: It's quite bad, but I enjoyed it as a child. Wonder, mm-hmm. wonder. I guess it was uh, Howie Mandel and Fred Savage, and mm-hmm. Howie Mandel played a monster. It's basically it's like Monsters Inc.
1: What's the What's the name of it? It's
3: called Little Monsters. And oh, I've heard of it. The yeah. mo- it's basically the idea is that the monsters that live under your bed actually live under your bed, but your bed is like a doorway, like a portal to a monster world. Hmm. And you know,
2: I suspected as much. Yeah, so it's like, good to have my uh, my thoughts uh, confirmed here.
3: They like lift up your bed like like the hood of a car. <laughs> Like, it goes off at, like, 45-degree angle, and then you, would like, jump in, and then you're in this monster world. Mm-hmm. But, the like, and so, Fred Savage is a kid who befriends his monster, and then they go, they, like, start getting into mischief together, but...
1: The monster is Howie Mandel? The
3: mm-hmm. monster is Howie Mandel. Wow. But if you... The rule is you can't... If you're in the monster land, if you're a human kid, and you're in the monster land beyond sunrise you get stuck there and become a monster yourself yeah. so sounds win-win spoiler alert at the end of the film they have to defeat like the big bad monster but then they beat him but it's the sun has risen so then they have to run from wherever they are all the way to like seattle to beat the sunrise <clears throat> 'Cause apparently like space is compressed in the monster world. So you, good, can, good, you, sure, you sure. can outrun the sun. Good.
1: I'm I'm there with you. Outrun the sun. Do 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 do
0: This is this is what Harry Mandel looks like in the movie.
1: Oh, he's got the he's got the horns. And one of his
0: horns. Well, breaks. I don't it care one at, one at all one. for that. Yeah, no, it's very upsetting. This has been Little Monster's Corner. <laughs>
1: Yeah, speaking of random trivia, we see Torres and Kim playing oh, yeah. Trivial Pursuit by Memory or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I hope they know about the moops. Yes. The what moops? Okay, tell us about the moops.
3: You ever played Trivial Pursuit? You don't know about the moops? They invaded uh, Spain and... Thirteen hundreds or
0: something. I don't know. Oh, did they misspell Moors on they a card? Once? Oh, I see. Well, it's a,
3: it's a it's a Seinfeld joke. Oh, it is okay. okay. So I uh, didn't the, watch the, Seinfeld. Jo- the joke on Seinfeld. Is that like that's the question? And the guy answers the Moors, and mm. George says, "No, the answer was the Moops." <laughs> and he's like, "Well, it's obviously a misprint." And then they gets into a big fight because uh, George would. Yeah,
0: it's it's actually reminds me of a thing that. Uh, Floats around the internet sometimes. I don't know if it's real. I hope it is. But it's, it's a card from an older version of Trivial Pursuit. And it's like, which of the following actors has not played Batman? <laughs> and one of the options, the bright option at the time, was Ben Affleck. <laughs> that version of Trivial Pursuit is now out of date. Wow. Funny. As is any version that mentions the USSR as an existing property. Uh, what else?
1: Oh, I also liked, um... Mulgrew's delivery of the parting monologue at the very end of part one—the you know mm. asking asking you to, to stay on Voyager would be basically asking you to die. Yeah, I'm gonna do it because I, f- I feel like it. And good luck everybody else, and have fun in your shuttle pods. Me so let's be the...
3: weird, real though. Like those escape pods are not meant for long, ter- long they are distance hot. travel. They're all
1: dead. Oh yeah, like yeah, they, yeah.
3: they wouldn't make it very far.
0: No. Unless there was a planet nearby for them to land on and build some tubs with
3: But they don't have Chicote, so no tubs.
0: Okay. <laughs> well see yeah, part of their part of their away kit can involves a very detailed instruction manual written by Chicote, letting them know how to build the tub. Also, like
3: with their luck, right, they'd land on some planet and they'd make friends with the locals and and you know, they'd be in like a uh, be integrated to the society and everybody'd be getting along and they'd be living amongst these people well taken care of well fed and then red foreman would go and destroy that civilization (laughs) seriously they'd all just disappear and you'd be stuck there be like what
0: What? where did where we go just uh you know i i really hope you know mild mild uh spoilers for prodigy jump ahead if you're concerned and haven't seen it yet you should be it's a good show watch it they mentioned chakotay but exactly where he is and what's going on with him is vague it's implied he's missing I really hope they just find him on a planet somewhere where he was stranded by the bad guy and he has built himself a bitchin' treehouse.
2: Made of tubs. Like, yeah, sure.
0: Uh, or at least it's very nice... And I'm not talking like a shitty kid's tree. I'm talking like Swiss Family Robinson, mm-hmm. like, best, like, I would live in this treehouse treehouse, you know? And he's just like, oh, you pretty happy here. He's got a better beard than he did in this episode. <laughs>
1: Oh, he wasn't meant to look good this episode. He was meant to look like he's scraggly and. Well, that's probably though. He didn't
0: look scraggly. And...
1: He kind of just looked like he couldn't grow facial hair. He
0: looked like he'd grown a seventies like fucking village people mustache. Like the which one had was it the construction worker or the policeman? I think he had the policeman's
2: mustache. It was the policeman?
0: Mm-hmm.
3: I say the one thing I don't buy so much about this episode is the fact that Chakotay like kind of starts. Believing or helping Red Foreman's
0: thing? No, oh, I believe it. Like I said, for me at first, it didn't make sense, but then I came to understand. It's like, oh, because he's trying to convince him to do it in a way that doesn't kill anyone, and then it made sense to me. Yeah. Like at first, yeah. when I thought he was just going along with it. I was like, this seems out of character. <laughs> but when it's like, oh, because he thinks he can fix him. Oh, you, you yeah. Mean but so like, so
3: here's well. the thing: like this guy is already mega Hitler. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like at this at this
0: point. But
1: that's... you yeah, well, at this point, you're also trying to do less damage moving forward.
0: That's Chakotay. He's the guy that's going to try to fix Mega Hitler. Yeah,
1: yeah. but here's the
3: thing. I'm with Tom Paris. Oh, yeah, it's not gonna work. <laughs> Let's kill Mega it is, Hitler.
0: It is not going to work, but bless him for trying.
1: Let Ogres be in charge. He was yeah. kind of cute.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like, like, he should have come around sooner, but and he does come around, though. You know, he's like, yeah, this isn't... I Nope. There are not enough tubs in the world to change this man's heart. And I appreciated that Tom's like, yeah, Lots of people have lost their families. And we've not become mega Hitler. <laughs> Jesus.
1: Tom knew an awful lot about the Titanic and I bet it's because he watched the movie.
0: Yeah, probably. Probably watched the movie once and then got really into it as an, uh, as an extension. Motherfucker loves movies.
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah, I mean, that came up also when they were, during the trivia session where, like, I'm sure Harry Kim only knew about... Oh, yeah, that was all <laughs> you know, from Tom. Harry Grant because of... Uh...
0: There, there's actually... a joke thing there's a moment that calls back to that and makes it very explicit that harry's knowledge of old movies comes directly from tom and it's a really like ridiculous moment in a i think two-parter we're gonna be seeing someday so Mm. i will just leave it at that and hopefully remember that i mentioned this when we get to that episode
1: Yeah. As a two-parter, like, I think this one is actually got a good through line. Yeah. It's a little clear that they actually planned and planned for it to be a two-parter. Yeah. Possibly because they were expecting longer and then realized, okay, it's going to be shorter, so let's actually figure figure out what we're doing with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
0: it doesn't, like, I know I've said in the past, it, it often feels like, they didn't have enough material for two, but in too much for one.
1: Or they just didn't plan what second, the second half was going to be, which often happens. But this
0: felt like, yeah, from the start to the end, they sort of knew... They knew where to gonna... cut
1: it off between yeah. them. Yeah,
0: Yeah, it was a decent cutoff point. Yeah, no, this might be the most successful two-parter we've had.
1: Yeah, I, I a Voyager, or of... overall? Overall. Interesting. I mean, like it,
0: it with things that are explicitly like numbered two-parters. Yeah, I know yeah. DS Nine it with its weighed. serialized storytelling can complicate things, but as far as something explicitly, this one, part one, and here, here comes, you know, uh, fuck, what's your name?
1: Michael the Burnham. The computer. Major Barrett. Thank you.
0: You know, <laughs> and along comes Major Barrett to go, and now the conclusion, like one of those episodes.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I
3: think this could have also worked as a feature link too.
1: Oh, that'd be cool.
0: I was thinking, it's kind of, this is Voyager's movie. Yeah. And it probably roughly, you know, with commercial breaks and all, it probably works out to about a good, tight, 90-minute film. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, it's just the, like, a, you know, maybe you could have a little bit more, but a lot more and it would start to drag. Like, this was actually, it really worked.
1: Yeah, if you want to do any more, it would be maybe give Bolana another scene. Yeah. Or who else didn't get, Kim didn't get a ton, other than the, the their trivia scene.
3: Yeah, he didn't survive the episode. Right, which is pretty
0: surprising. Good for him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he survived. He, he seemed to be, you know, more or less intact. There were even no scenes of him being majorly injured.
3: Yeah, I mean, we were told that he he had to he was injured and. Had to spend some time on his oh. but we didn't see it. Yeah, he, he
0: like breathed a bit too much nebula oh, that time. Oh, that's right,
1: when he and Janeway were using their little respirators. Yeah. And she asks him, how long can you hold your breath? And then the doctor tells us afterwards, yeah. and this is great. I told you eight minutes, no more no less. Not certainly not. Twelve minutes. Which means Janeway can hold her breath for four, four minutes. minutes. Damn. Damn. She was
2: probably... Well, she either, either that
3: or like... The respirators last ten minutes, so the doctor told them eight minutes, <laughs> Which, knowing yeah. that they would take two extra minutes. But then they took four extra minutes. Instead. It's like it's
0: like actor time, you know, just like tell them, tell them thirty minutes early, maybe they'll be on time.
3: Also, the point is they weren't able to hold their breaths that long because their lungs were burned by nebula gas a
1: little, ah, so they can hold their, so Jane we can hold her breath for three minutes.
3: It's almost enough time not to breathe in Nebula.
0: I, I'm willing to bet Janeway was on the Academy swim team.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> I don't know why I th- I'd say that, but it just seems logical. Tell me she's sure on the swim team. I mean, yeah, that makes a weird kind of sense. Harry was, of course, in chess club.
1: Playing clarinet.
0: Yep, the whole time. He actually, he controlled the pieces with the clarinet. Like, he <laughs> made little hover skirts on, but he could control different notes. It's kind of like a, I don't know, I was about to try to make a holophoner joke from Futurama, but that's a whole different thing
1: you are a
2: madman, Chris. A little bit.
0: Oh, man. Really great uh, moment. It, like, it felt like the, like there was no way for it to work, but another would have been a good place to end a, an episode moment was Janeway sitting alone in her chair on the bridge when mm. she just like sat down and crossed her leg like, my ship. It was like, God, you feel like the credits are going to pop up there, but they can't because there's only like 15 minutes of episode left, so you know there's not a third part. Yeah. But that was a great shot in general.
1: Um, yeah, and she's burnt to pieces. Yeah, the bridge is under, uh, so under construction. So much rubber.
0: I wonder at what point they just gave up, like, trying to clean up after it. Like, if we got the Beaving first... the space. In the few, first couple battles, they're like, all right, get this tight. And at some point, they're like, just, just, whatever. Just get it off your chair. <laughs> I
1: think that's all I've
2: got. Yeah,
0: it was about. it was a very successful episode.
2: I'll have to watch it sometime. <laughs>
0: You know, I guess for any individual viewer, your mileage may vary depending on how you feel about the hard reset. Um,
1: yeah, I ended up not minding the hard reset. <laughs> yeah, and I think no, it's because it's of the way, uh, like, Kurtwood Smith uh, is, is shown at the end, and that just kind of works.
0: Yeah, there's a... I can think of other times, other shows, I don't think even this one, I've done hard resets where you're more like, really? Yeah, man, fuck that. But hmm. this one, I'm like, no, this, one, this one's fine. You know what else has been reset? What? Fuck, I got nothing.
1: <laughs> All right, I well, cannot segue. Good. Well, here's the segue. The segue is we're finally finishing off our discussion on different Starfleet ships. Last week, we talked Kelvin and Discovery. This year, we're finishing it off with Picard through the rest of it. Uh, let's start off with Picard and take a look at La Sirena, which is a Kaplan F-17 speed freighter. Right off the bat, it's very different because it's not really like a starship starship. It's a freighter, so it's got a whole different shape. But it's the hero ship of Picard, so we're going to look at it. And it looks kind of like a cricket.
0: Oh my gosh, it does. It's got little
1: wingies on the side. It's got a little compact face.
0: I like it. You know, I like the color. I like the paint job.
1: I do love the paint job.
0: I suppose you can say there's maybe vague hints of like the runabout in her cockpit design
1: mm-hmm, a little bit. I can so it's it.
0: so it's you know if not Starfleet at least still Federationy. Um, it's
1: got little streamlined double tails in the back. Yeah,
0: like you feel like some of her design is purely aesthetic, which for a civilian ship, sure, why not? Yeah, I like her.
1: What do you guys think? It's alright. It's pretty. I like her color
2: Yeah, I don't have real
3: strong feelings about this ship.
1: Is it because it's in Picard and you hate Picard? No, no, I just
3: don't. I mean, oh, is this
1: real ship? No. Yeah. Yep. It's it just, looks nothing like a mermaid. No, no. It, it but his
3: badge is the mermaid. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I just it's not doesn't really excite me all that much. It's also not it exists, and I, I have no no strong feelings one way or the other.
0: Yeah, and it feels like a Star Trek vessel. You know, again, yeah. not it's a got, federate, not a Starfleet ship. It's but,
1: got sort of nacelles, so it yeah. still kind of feels right.
0: Yeah, like it feels like it belongs in that universe. It doesn't feel like it dropped in from a different franchise, JJ. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Although, having said that, I could see this ship in Star Wars. With, the, maybe. with Oh the, yeah, with it feels the, like a pod
2: racer or something. Job.
0: You'd maybe have to lop off the nacelles first.
2: I don't
3: know, I think I could easily see those as like... Um, accent thing on a, on a Star Wars ship. I feel
1: like on a Star Wars ship they'd be bigger though.
3: Mm. I feel would like be in would Star Wars On a Star Wars though. ship they'd go Star
0: Wars, everything is so big in Star Wars that there's no sense of scale in Star there's Wars. Mm-hmm. Like everything's just fucking enormous and also minuscule.
1: Everything is an actual mile that long. What the fuck shit. is this? All right, so the next ship apparently is apparently it's a Wallenberg class. It's the Wallenberg class ship. We we see these briefly, but I think they're kind of cute, so I included it. I think
0: it, it's 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 cute. It's, it's very
1: cute. These are the little little uh, tug ships that they use to um, help migrate or help Im- immigrate or help emigrate, evacuate. Evacuate's a better word. Evacuate the Romulans from okay. from their or
3: rather their evacuate evacuate Romulus. Oh,
1: okay, yeah, I all right.
0: I don't remember these at all, but they are they're they're cute.
3: If they were evacu- evacuating the Romulans, then it was a dirty, nasty situation. Evacuating people means to poop. Poop. Well, more like
2: people evacuating. Jesus Christ.
0: I like the orange and gray. Uh, that's not as yeah, clear than of... it is in the screenshot, but you can kind of see it. But yeah, the...
1: yeah, it's definitely there, and combine that with the with the turquoise Nacelle light. Yeah,
0: yeah, very you know Starfleet style browned bridge thing.
1: It's got kind of a little dust buster snout. Yeah, yeah, it
0: does. I imagine the reflector's
3: probably in there. Mm-hmm. So the idea here that you, like, hook this up to...
0: It's a tug, so you must just, like... It must be tractor beams. Yeah. Like, the ship is probably, like... Like, they've modified them for evacuation, but I bet normally, like, it's just got the world's biggest tractor beam power well, generator. You can see right.
3: in that screenshot down below, it looks like one of them is attached to some kind of larger... Oh, shit, you're right. Larger, mm. like, uh, maybe... So maybe it's, like, a thing where you could either hook up Cargo pods or transport, like troop transports or something.
4: Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. This one over here looks like it's dragging something from that. Yeah,
4: you right.
0: Yeah, so it's maybe you can attach a bunch of cargo things you've converted into, you know. There's a ship, Right? A ship
3: kind of like that in Enterprise too, right? Like, um, yes, yeah, we do
0: see uh, like I a cargo a ship. A cargo
3: freighter yeah. that has that kind of configuration.
0: From what is it? I can't tell it's behind or the front. Just like a gr- little grumpy guy in the upper right-hand corner I think corner this
2: there. is the front and this is the back. It's like an angry bird. Oh, no,
0: actually, no, right? it is the back because those oh, are the impulse back. Oh, engines. I
1: see. That's strange that they get it on top.
0: Yeah. This is a grumpy boy. It's like, meh.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
2: All right, it's, it's an angry inc- baby burb.
1: Inquiry class is the ship that we see roughly one million of mm. in, in the uh, finale of Picard. Riker flies in saying, these are the baddest boys in the fleet. Rah, 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 rah. We built a
0: thousand of them they're for all, some reason. They
1: are all, the, there is a slight variance among them. There's three different that, very yeah. slightly designs of them. But they're all this basic shape. It looks kind of like a, uh, like an oyster shell with nacelles on the back.
0: Yeah. It's... It's interesting in that it serves a purpose in that, like... Because the impression you get around the start of Picard is that because of that whole thing on Mars, like, the Federation has maybe been focusing for the past decade or two on just kind of, like, being a little, like, insular. Like, they're probably not exploring as much. They're mostly just kind of keeping themselves intact and being a bit more insular. So the fact that the ships would get sort of samey and small and a bit dull... Well,
3: I'm also imagining that... The Federation has been pretty fucked, like raked over the coals. True, between the Borg and the Dominion. Dominion, yeah. Yeah, that, like the fleet's probably running a little thin. So they so, were just
0: like, let's make something we can churn out a fuckton of. Yeah, month. let's
3: just make like instead of having forty different ship classes, you know, this is this is the the Excelsior class of of the late twenty fourth century.
1: Can.
0: Oh, they made the mistake they did with the early versions of the Enterprise E, though.
1: The wings move. The wings swing forward, and, and it like looks like, like a turkey.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah,
3: it's not not that great.
0: Yeah, I've never liked this ship. It's a little dull. It again, looks, it, go ahead.
2: I was gonna say it looks like one of those like remember those metal things you'd measure your foot
1: size in yes. the shoe store? Mm-hmm. that reminds me of.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, yeah, it makes sense in world, but it is a dreary little thing.
1: No, is this one that you think was um, made canon from? Star Trek Online?
0: No, I think this one they came up with for the show. Okay. It's it's ones we see in Season 2. A lot of those ah, were
1: okay, okay. Star
0: Trek Online ships that became canon. I think these are original. Ugh.
1: Yeah, it doesn't bother me. It, it's also, I, I'm not interested in it, but it yeah, looks it just looks like...
0: Deeply forgettable.
1: Yeah, I would agree with that. Okay, the first, a new ship that we see in Season 2. It's called Sagan Class. Uh, it's the new Stargazer. And I'm gonna assume it's a refit of the old Stargazer. Unclear. Well, star- so many nacelles.
3: But the uh, Stargazer was not Sagan class. You know, no, she that's was true.
1: constellation,
3: constellation class. Yeah. class. So yeah, no, I think it's a
2: whole new. It's a new ship.
3: It's kind of yeah. like
0: you know, what if what if we made a constellation class, but oh, with, the, got a new number too. Yeah. with the sovereign aesthetic in mind.
1: But also make sure it has four nacelles now. <laughs>
0: still, still, yeah. yeah.
3: Also, the the Stargazer would be like forty years old. Yeah,
0: refitting it. They got the, they still got the double thingies thinguses there that Jake noted on the original. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like this one is not a kit bash, but is designed to kind of look like one. Yeah,
3: it's designed to look like the Stargazer. Which I'm a little like did you really need to do the four nacelles? We could have just had a two <laughs> nacelle ship and called it the Stargazer.
1: Or call it something else. I mean
3: I like I get that the Stargazer was significant because it's Picard's old ship.
1: Oh, but
0: in theory, there's, there's more than just, you know, I mean, this, the Sagan, NX, whatever, also has four nacelles. They just want to try four nacelles again. I guess so. It doesn't look great from the front, but aside it from looks, that...
1: Yeah, from the front, it looks like a space invader from the video. Oh my right god, in. it yeah, does. it does. Yeah. Now I
0: love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I think I prefer the Constellation class, Stargazer, to this, but I still like this one. It's it's fun. Yeah, I don't so know if it's you a even goofy spirit. ship. That's goofy bad. ship. Slower decks.
1: Okay, moving on to the Lower deck ships. So these are all from the the animated show, the California class, which includes the the hero ship, the Cerritos. Firstly, it's really big. I never realized how big it was until I saw a size comparison. It's just a little smaller than a galaxy class. That's surprising. Or it's, or it's in that general realm. So it is huge.
0: So what I've often said that I love about this design...
1: Whoa, it looks like a paraglider.
0: True. What I love about this design is that you know, if the whole idea is that, like, they're sort of second wave, like, you know, after the heroes make first contact, you go in and deal with the aftermath. And it feels like it would have been one of those background kitbash ships in TNG. Hmm. And with that as the premise, at least that's how I understand the premise, if I'm wrong, correct me. This ship makes perfect sense. And I actually even kind of like the design. I think the nacelle pylons are a tiny bit too long. But aside from that, I actually quite like it. Mm. I even like that the friggin' uh, Boussard collectors are ridiculous and kinda look like they maybe just took and colored a marker or something, cause the What's It class that the USS Chekhov was a part of, they literally took some old highlighters, painted them grey, and stuck them onto a model.
3: Yeah, I think this is okay. I think it is, I mean, it kind of suffers from the same issue that the Oberth class does in that... How the hell do you get to the engineering hall from, well, from the think, saucer? I'm not even
1: sure that's an engineering hall. I think that's hall.
0: just deflector control, probably.
3: So, where's the warp core?
0: Oh, it's okay. somewhere in the saucer, I'd imagine. Oh, okay. I thought. I could be wrong. Yeah, I assume so. Too. I've seen like three episodes of the show, so. Yeah.
3: See, I assumed that it was like a. Uh, it could do a saucer separation. It could. And that, like.
0: Just that. Or maybe just that part comes out and fuck off. Saucer's yeah. doomed. Like, good luck, assholes. Apparently, also, I, I have read that you see color-coded ones. Like, some have a red stripe instead of a blue stripe, whereas the cerrito has yellow.
1: Oh, yeah, because I think we saw some of their other... The other chairs have just a different uh, color yeah, pattern. Yeah, you're right. I'm kind of meh on California class. It might be because it's so big. It's, it seems unnecessarily big for what its role is. Yeah, yeah. But it's... Yeah, and like Caitlin says, it looks it looks like... You want to like stand on this little the back section, yeah, and and use it like a segway. it sure looks mm-hmm.
0: zippy. I'll give her that. Ah, oh, right. the Titan.
1: Let's take a look at the Titan. We finally get to see the Titan Riker's ship. It comes to the rescue at some point. It's decent looking.
2: <laughs> is, so what's
0: interesting? Think he's
1: compensating for something? I'm just kidding.
0: What's interesting is, and I I know I mentioned this before, but I don't remember if it was on the air. I apologize if this is redundant. But they had actually had a version of the Titan for the Titan novels, mm. but this version tweak some aspects of it and because this was actually on television it's considered the proper version and i think before they went bust eagle moss actually put out a different version of the titan based on or they were going to put out maybe yeah. a version of the titan based on lower decks which was different from the model they put out previously based on the so
1: two different book Titans. drawings
0: yep it's weird it's kind of like from the top she almost looks like they took the voyager And just moved her nacelles around, but then from other angles, that's it's clearly more complex than that.
3: To me, it's like someone, like the Voyager and the Reliant, had a baby. Yeah, because it's Mm. got the
1: little the little decky on top, and
3: like the underhung nacelles.
0: Yeah, like she has an engineering section, but feels almost like a ship that doesn't from certain views. It's 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 like a weird midpoint.
1: Mm. I like her. Yeah, not bad. All right, we're going to take a look at the USS Vancouver. Oh, I haven't
0: really seen this one.
1: Uh, I believe there's two There's two other ones. So there's a Vancouver and another one. The Vancouver is one we see because I think Mariner used to serve on it. Question um, marks. I like it. Yeah, I like this one too. The It's parliament class. It's like a big saucer. Um, it's
3: a big saucer. I thought it
1: yeah. reminds me of Froggy.
2: Oh, oh frog,
1: yeah. Yeah, with some frog. nicely sized nacelles. It's it's
0: kinda like they took the um Blastol, what's it called?
1: Miranda
0: class. No, the uh Nova class and made it less chunky.
1: Nova class is tiny. What am I thinking of? I have no idea what you're thinking.
0: What's of? the Galaxy class one the the, the, s-
1: the Nebula class?
0: Yes, Nebula class. It's like a it's like a trimmed down. And nebula. without and
1: without the table on top. Yes,
0: without the table.
1: It's really nice.
0: I quite like it actually.
1: Yeah, I don't have a lot to say on it. We we see it very briefly, but I included it because people like lower decks, so yeah, whatever. Yeah, no,
0: that's a good ship.
1: All right, the last what one the is Obana Class, which is, which is basically a, uh a Excelsior Selsier. class. Yeah,
0: it's an Excelsior class with Sovereign class in the cells. And, spoiler alert, Captain of the Ship,
3: none other than your friend and mine, Sonia
0: Gomez. Oh, I, I heard she showed up.
1: Yeah, I do kind of hate her. Okay, her so guests.
0: it's... Oh, so, actually, what it, it's Excelsior, but it's specifically the Enterprise B type Excelsior with the stupid flare, which I hate.
1: Yeah, it's got, ooh, it's a smaller flare.
0: True, but it's still ugly. And, yeah, Sovereign Class nacelles, and maybe some extra, uh, yeah, some extra impulse engines, maybe. I, mean,
3: I don't it, like it. It's clearly just nope. a re uh, uh, refit of the Excelsior class. Yeah, no, again, like
0: with the Enterprise B, you took a really good class and found little tweaks to make it ugly.
1: Hmm
0: bastards oh that was it
1: yeah and that's it for for, for lower decks of oh, the starfleet ships we see we do have a brand new hero ship in prodigy the Protostar, which i love i think it kind of looks like the like a spade from a deck of cards with the cells sure mm-hmm. sure it does yeah yeah it's, it's kind of voyagery it's yeah. kind of voyagery but it looks like 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 it's been like polished mm. yeah like you took like a, a, a whetstone and just polished the fuck out of it until it was super super smooth
0: i think the only only starfleet ship we've seen with just flat Boussard collectors like that yeah like normally they're either curved or pointed or rounded of so these are just yeah. discs Yep. Yeah. neat yep uh, uh, uh a deflector strip instead of a dish or other roundel kind of thing which i guess would make it more like um the defiant Mm -hmm. that had a strip Uh,
2: that picture it looks really like it's smiling and happy (laughs) it should be it's a great ship yeah it's a cute little ship
0: i like it you get the sense that it is quite small because it is
2: yeah no it's a good ship yeah i like it an awful lot tough little ship. when is that motherfucking show gonna be back I don't know. Soon I, I just
1: saw, uh, like, YouTube just started playing was... ads for it for me, so no, hopefully shit. that
2: means soon. Cool. I miss it. I uh, really like it. Chikota. And of
0: course, it, it can transform as it's a little, uh, you know, when it goes into what's-it mode. I don't remember. Yeah, they have, they have realized it has that, like, secondary super warp. Yeah, right. it's, it's like a test bed for a new type of warp. That's why it has the, like, Protostar engine. Oh, okay,
2: okay.
0: And it goes through a whole elaborate transformation sequence. They're like, all right, how can we one-up <laughs> Voyager's flappy nacelles. <laughs> it's like, well, what if the whole ash just opens up and a rocket is there? Which, that's cool.
1: <laughs> All right, so we just finished uh, season one of Strange New Worlds, and they've shown us a couple of new ships, mostly barely any glimpses of them. Yeah. So we see a, the, a really quick glimpse of a ship called the Archer in the first episode. Mm-hmm. This is the ship that Una was flying around in.
4: Yep, yep, okay. yep.
1: And it's like they tried. It, it's like they tried to get Freedom Class right because it's a big saucer. <laughs> they tried to do
0: Freedom Class right.
1: One nacelle connected with very precarious-looking strips. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's it's like, or it's like they took the Kelvin and took off its over slung engineering section. Oh,
1: that's also true. But also, th- I think the the bottom nacelle is further away. Yeah, because you know? so, yeah. those. Attach- attachment beams look flimsy so as fuck.
0: <laughs> Although, it looks like they maybe are wider in the other direction oh, than they be. normally are. So they've got two, like, sort of, two thick boys instead of...
1: Okay. Yeah. I'll yeah. take that. They
3: just, they tried to do the Freedom Class right and did it wrong. There's no way it's to do the Freedom bad. Class right. Not better. It's the same. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Mm-mm. Freedom, look, the original Freedom Class is It's worse
3: hot trash. because it's got the wrong color Hussari collection.
0: There we go. <laughs> freedom, 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 oi, freedom, 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 oi. From Futurama. Futurama, yes. Just gonna keep going.
1: Alright, and uh, finally, I believe yeah. this is I believe this is the last one in our journey today. We finally get to see Captain Jim Kirk's first ship, the Farragut.
0: So unless they say otherwise, because they just say it's the Farragut, I'm assuming this is a pre-movie era, pre-refit Miranda class.
3: I am the not nacelle, seeing. It. The nacelles are too close together. You're right. Plus
1: Shit. the 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 pylons or whatever the connecting pieces are actually called, and I don't feel like looking it up. That's fair. They're like rounded, Yeah, yeah, are like no, right. The Kelvin movies do.
0: Mm. Yeah, no, you're right. It's not. But it is yeah. nice to you finally see the see, uh, of
1: them.
0: To see a yeah. Tos also style. Like this,
1: the
2: edges of the of the saucer are almost a little bit tipped up, or is it just on that side? Uh, like rounded upward? Maybe it's just a trick of how the picture looks I Although, mean, that
3: would be a cool thing that like maybe like the way one of the ways that kirk knew the weaknesses of the reliant was because uh because he used to captain a miranda
0: yeah or at least was on a similar type of vessel certainly yeah. it's like hey, all these two nacelles under a saucer ships have the same clunkiness
1: it does look quite clunky.
0: I do like the way that they have just kind of jammed the deflector into the bottom.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's a funny looking
0: little thing, but she's kind of cute. She's silly. I yeah. like it. Yeah,
1: yeah. We only see like it zoom around a couple times. Like I don't know how I found these screen grabs because they're they're really tough to actually like freeze it at the right time. And all
0: yeah. No. New New Trek is still bad at ship porn. Makes me sad.
1: Yeah. Okay, and that's it for for our ship discussion. So those are all our Starfleet ships. It's been a it's been a journey, guys. We took so many so many rides on so many ships, and now we're home. Yeah.
2: Well, thanks for putting it all together, Ames. Yes, thank you.
1: Yeah, and as I said, you can find all these pictures up on our Tumblr. You can tell us which one's your favorite. Uh, I'm gonna call it right now. Uh, Protostar. Easy answer for me. <laughs> uh,
0: Pike's Enterprise.
1: Good, also a good answer. Oh yeah, Pike's Enterprise is very good. I don't know. I can't pick a favorite. There's like 6,000 of them. There's so many of them. And th- these are only the ones that were like very visibly seen on screen. So not like the ones that they designed to be like in the background, yeah, in yeah. lots of group shots, wreckage all around Wolf 359. You can find those up online somewhere. They're really fucking weird. Uh, but I didn't, I didn't do them. So yeah. Maybe one day in the future if yeah. I ever get really bored.
0: If you look into it, like I said last week, like, a lot of the stuff that's in the Armada in the second season of Picard, like, rather than design new stuff, a lot of them are just straight out of Star Trek Online. Except, of course, the Excelsior 2, or whatever they called it.
1: Hmm.
0: But yeah, yeah, there's there's so many out there. There's, the, you know, the ships from First Contact. Yep. The, uh, what is the Akira class is a personal favorite.
1: Really? I think it looks terrible.
0: Oh, see, I love that ship.
1: It looks- but again, I'm a
0: sucker for anything without a, an engineering hull. <laughs>
1: Well, I say that, but
0: I'm not too keen on the steam runner. Stream runner. I always forget which it is. Anyway.
1: Anyway, yeah, so check out that on our Tumblr. Follow along there. We're going to be moving on to other ships next week, starting with alien ships. We'll see how in-depth I go there. I'll probably be skipping a ton of ships because there's so many. So really only, like, the big guns from our alien friends and our alien enemies, because why not?
0: We mostly see our alien enemy ships, to be honest. Because yeah. most of our alien friends just get sucked into the maw of the Federation. Join us and have saucers.
1: Sauce. Also, next week we're going to be covering more Voyager. Woo. Next week's episodes are going to be Random Thoughts and Concerning Flight. So, the bonkers title. We'll see. I have no idea. I, I don't remember these ones. We'll see them next week. Nice. Uh, In the meantime, you know, catch up on any of our other episodes. They're up on any podcast location that you can think of, and possibly others you can't think of. You can also hail us on the Facebook and the Twitter. We'll say beep boop. And until next week, this has been Ames. This has been Caitlin.
0: This has been Jake. (laughs) I'm not sure what's going on, but this is always Chris.
2: I, for some reason, expected it to go the other way. No, no, it never goes the other way. (gasps) Time's up. Jane Wade.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Theme song go here now. Jesus Christ. No, no, not that one. Ours.
1: (laughs) I like how you're just giving yourself notes for when you do the edit. (laughs) Cut all the things Jake says. (laughs)